Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio, halfway point of the week. Everything is good in the world. The Kansas City Chiefs are back to work. Coach Andy Reid held his first press conference this week along with a bunch of other players, uh, mostly uh, virtual. We mentioned that yesterday. Uh, but what uh, did you hear anything that of, of note or interest in what he had to say? I was interested in his reaction to the questions about Tyreek Hill not being on the team. He said it won't really manifest itself in any great changes that we would have had Tyreek not been playing. In other words, in the times he was absent from the field, this is what you will see. He had great praise for the newcomers, the new additions to the team, especially Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling. He thought he was going to be a big addition. <laughs> this, <laughs> this mindset for me is why did the Packers let him go if he was that great a receiver? That bothers me a little bit. Maybe he didn't want to stay in Green Bay. That may have been the positive note for uh, Kansas City. Anyway, Andy Reid was great in his praise for him. Said everything is working out pretty well. Did have some questions about uh, Lucas Niang. Said, hey, this guy's coming off a pretty serious knee mm-hmm. injury. He may not be ready to play right mm-hmm. away at the start of the season. May not be able to play at all mm-hmm. this season. That in and of itself is a bit of a problem, but... That's why you have the draft, and that's why you have the free agents, and that's why you have the depth on the team. It's going to be a big draft for uh, the GM and Coach Reed. I uh, back to uh, uh, MVS. Um, I, I think from what I've heard, he was offered more money in different places and wanted to win. The other thing I wanted to add to was the the thing that I had always Tyreek is unbelievable. He's he's a he's a once in a generation player, especially if he's on your team, but. The one thing the Chiefs lacked in the receiving core was size. And I always felt like that if we had a little bit more size, we could do so much more damage. And that was what Mahomes was talking about in his press conference this week was it was nice to have these guys that had a little bit more size where he would feel like he was overthrowing the ball and they'd still grab it. Yeah, I think that's a fair piece of criticism because Tyreek is not very big, but Tyreek Hill had great hands and and he has leaping ability. He Mm. can get up there with all these big timers. He wouldn't have achieved what he did without that. So I think you're grasping at straws there. His absence (laughs) is going to be felt. Miami (laughs) will benefit from that, but there are ways to overcome these. Hey man, just let me let me do what I got to do to feel better about the situation. <laughs> Ned, don't come on down on me too hard. All right, so um, Kyrie Irving, what do you think about that fine? I think it's called for because a player cannot lose his cool in a public venue. What Kyrie Irving did, and this is Sunday's game, not the well, the most recent one is coming up tonight. And you know fully well the Boston fans are really going to be on his case tonight. He dug his own hole. What he did at the end of the game, the Boston fans were giving the Brooklyn Nets a tough time, giving Kyrie uh, Kyrie Irving a tough time as well. He gave them the very famous KY1, and you cannot do that. It just is uncalled for in a public venue. You can't do it. You've got to keep your cool. Professional athletes know this. Umpires know this. Hey, the fans are going to be on you, but the fans are paying for the ticket. They can do that to a certain extent. You can't throw things or or get involved in any kind of physical assault, but you can yell. And if the yelling gets to you, then you don't belong there. You get out. So a $50,000 fine, which is what Kyrie uh, Irving has against him, called for. 
Um, it's interesting because, you know, there's been a couple instances recently where this has happened where a guy started running his mouth. But I wanted to mention when I heard about this, I had just seen a video and I don't know how recent it was, but it was uh, KD and he was playing in some. I, it was a it was actually a fan on that team for that team goes, hey, hey, Kevin, blah, 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 blah. And he turns around and goes, why don't you sit down and shut the bleep up? And I was like. Well, I, why did he get a fine for that? Well, that's because he, he really didn't make some kind of a verbal gesture. It was a, an audible remark. It was an audible remark only heard by a few people, so that one's not called for. But when you're on national television and yeah. doing the others, that's... That's why I don't like to look bad. All right, so a familiar name is returning back to the Ozarks basketball scene. Who's coming back, This man? is Kenji, and her married name is Costas. Her maiden name was Kenzie Williams from Mount Vernon. Very, very fine player for the Lady Bears back, oh, 2015, 2014, 15, and 16. Had left to become a coach, first graduated, and one of the Lady Bears' all-time great players. Well, Kenzie's coming back as an assistant coach with the Lady Bears. She had been at Florida Atlantic and playing for Coach Sullivan down there, who is also a former assistant coach at Missouri State. So this is a, a big deal. Kenzie is, of course, from here. Ariden has a small child, and the kid is about five or six months old now, and just really a, a very nice young lady who knows the game. She was an assistant coach at Central Missouri for five years after Missouri State, then went to D1 last year at Florida Atlantic, and now she's coming back home. I think it's a very big addition. Yeah, anything like that uh, with the uh, familiarity is always a good thing. So both the Cardinals and Royals were... In action last night, they both get the dubs. They did indeed. Oh, the yeah. Cardinals go down to Miami and beat the Miami Marlins 5-1. to one. Miami is really not very good. They're, they're not a bad team, but they're not in the ballpark with the Cardinals. And Adam Wainwright and company able to shut them down. 5-1, to one, the Cardinals get the win. Got some solid hitting in this ballgame, especially out of Harrison Bader. So it's a win for the Cardinals and a win for the Kansas City Royals. 4-3 over the Minnesota Twins. Royals came from behind to get that win. That's nice because Kansas City had been scuffling a little bit in the early going, but they're now getting up there and, and starting to play the ball that we think they're going to be capable of doing. And uh, what's, I think, interesting is you can't make judgment on a team now, and you, you can't really until the middle or latter part of May but they still want that team to win, and Kansas City did 4-3. Um, also, uh, Albert, man, hot bat right now. He's approaching that uh, record, isn't he? He just keeps banging him out. He has 681 home runs. He would love, who wouldn't, to get to 700. There are only three players in Major League history who have hit 700 or more home runs. Barry Bonds, Henry Aaron, and the Babe. They're the only ones ever to do that. Albert Pujols could become the fourth. Could. He wants to. He says he's going to retire at the end of the season. He is 19 home runs shy of that mark. Been fun to watch. I'm glad he's back in the Cardinals uniform. Speaking of Cardinals, the uh, Springfield Cardinals returned home and had their first game of a six-game series yesterday. How'd they do? Not uh, well. They didn't win. It's a good game. The Tulsa Drillers are a pretty good baseball team. I I really think the Springfield Cardinals are, too. Had a crowd a little under 4,000 last night. Not not a terrible night, but not the greatest either. It'll get a whole lot better when things warm up. Anyway, Tulsa gets the win 4-2. The Drillers are a very good, solid baseball team. They're not built around any kind of particular strength like great pitching or great offense. They're just pretty doggone good. Just like their parent club, the Los Angeles Dodgers. So the Tulsa Drillers get a win. First game of a six-game series. I do think Springfield will acquit themselves very well as this series goes on. 
Um, it's just great to see uh, baseball firing in all cylinders after the uh, shaky couple of years we had previously. Um, speaking of which, uh, shaky season for the Missouri State Baseball Bears. Have they started to go in the right direction? Well, it's still a judgment to be made. They did show, didn't win, but they did show some spark in last night's game against Missouri, and that is encouraging. Bears had a chance to win, lose the game 6-5, to five, but had the tying and a potential lead runs on base in the ninth inning. Tying run was on third, potential lead run was on second, couldn't get them home, but did show spark. Missouri scored five runs in the third inning, Bears are down right from the very start, but did rally, did make a game out of it, got a two-run homer from Spencer Nivens who is from Columbia in his hometown playing for the Bears, and he goes up there and bangs one out of the ballpark, but still didn't get the win. The Bears are 14-18 and 18 overall. That is most un-Missouri State-like, but it was not a conference game. So we'll see what happens when they get back into conference play, which will be this weekend. be exciting, and uh, you know what? Best news of the week for Ned so far, we're going to get 80 degrees on Friday. (laughs) Raise your glass, sir. I need a nap. I'll see you tomorrow.